Oh, you know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I am your host, Ben. I am here with none other than Andy. Hello. It has been a while. Let's knock out that quick housekeeping and hopefully I remember how to do this. So, thank you for finding the podcast wherever you did. And if you want to see more things podcast related, you can visit our lovely website at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com where you'll find all our episodes all the places to listen to us, and our lovely social media links. So, with that out of the way, once again, thank you to anybody who shares, reviews, rates the podcast. Shout out to our first review on the podcast, uh, or is it, was it Podcast Addict that MJC gave us our first review on? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep, think so. it was Podcast Addict, so We've big shout out there. We got a review. Facebook one as well. Yeah, yeah, we do. So... so. Love to see that. We took the week off last week. Just felt like it was a more appropriate time to let other voices be heard. Indeed. Decided we'd go back, even though that message still stands, but just wanted to get some time to talk about whatever we want this week. Right, yeah. This wasn't right for us to jump into that special space. We're not to block out that message that is strong. And definitely needs to be heard by all, regardless of creed, motto, or whatever it is. But other than seeing all of the, I guess, different takes and different ways people are responding to this stuff. In my life, I am full steam ahead at work again. And it is insanity. Coming out of the you guys COVID. have gotten overloaded now, right? Yes, uh, we had our two biggest incoming days of the year, uh, Friday and today. Like a lot of people jacking up their mouths at Memorial Day barbecues, I guess. Uh, well, since we're more <laughs> finishing appliances yeah. instead of like, like if you get something messed up, right? What we just noticed is like all the offices were able to open again. Yeah. And you're just seeing them come in and be like, all right, well, we've had patients that are now waiting two extra months to get out of braces, and they want out of them oh. now. Right, yeah. So I can, that, I can imagine. that's been a whole new scenario at work uh, because of that. Um, I got to watch the UFC fight uh, on Saturday there night. Who was in that one? Uh, the big one was Nunez versus Spencer. Gotcha. Once things kind of got settled down here, my buddy that lives like six minutes down the road, Hey, I bought the fight and nobody showed up. And I'm like, eh, I'll show up. No, I will be there. Yeah, I'll I'll show up and then come home. It was (laughs) beautiful. He needs to host all future fights because six minutes down the road is beautiful. Um, But yeah, as we were talking about earlier, I had some stuff going on Saturday that prevented me from getting to join you in festivities. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. the, The issue with, I think, UFC 250 was Amanda Nunez has no equal in the women's division and not just like her weight class. She is a two weight class champion. She's cleaned everybody out. And that fight wasn't even fair. It was just watching her dominate Spencer. Um, There were, I was going to say, it's just like, like what's next for her? She's not ready to retire. She wants to fight more, but she has like, there's nobody that you want to throw into the octagon against her. So it sounds like time for a Ronda Rousey comeback, is what you're saying. She's already beat Ronda Rousey. Oh, okay. Ronda can't go back because she lost to her. Yeah, uh, she was Ronda's second loss. 
Uh, that kind of got her out of the UFC entirely. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, but it was interesting because they used a 16-foot octagon instead of the normal 25-foot octagon. And it is a change that should remain. Because the smaller octagon forced action to be much faster paced. There wasn't as much people maneuvering away from everybody in the fight. And there were some hellacious knockouts. Fantastic. Uh, and I followed that up by Sunday sitting around the house and I watched, you know, my favorite American pastime in NASCAR. Yeah, you did. And we live in a world where NASCAR is more progressive than the NFL, NBA, and MLB. So I don't know what bizarro timeline we've entered, but here we are. It's a weird world when NASCAR is a model organization. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, Kevin Harvick won the race, and it was kind of a kind of a big deal. There was a lot of parallels that were brought up. Uh, Kevin Harvick, of course, took over uh, at Richard Childress Racing in 2001 when Dale Sr. died, took over his car, won his third start, his third race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, won again this year, and he is now the oldest driver since Dale Earnhardt Sr. to win at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So they did the number three parade victory lap. I got real emotional and got teary-eyed. We've had this discussion a few times before. <laughs> but all in all, it was a pretty chill weekend just staying near the crib. And I don't know what I did wrong, but I've done something to my back. I feel like a freaking old man with icy hot on it right now. Oh, boy. Yeah, I had a I had a pretty, pretty crazy week leading up to a busy weekend. So it was... Lana's birthday weekend, and usually that involves going to, like, Korean barbecue you. and <laughs> drinking. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this year, obviously, had to kind of uh, tweak that a bit. So we set up a nice kind of hangout with our quarantine squad, as we've come to call it. Um, just the kind of handful we've uh, let into our bubble uh, for the time being. Um, and had a good time with that. Good food. I actually ordered from the Fogo de Chao butcher shop, which is the real yummy Brazilian barbecue place that uh, they technically did open their dining room, but I'm not going anywhere near that for a bit. But don't could order up their meat for a pretty decent price. Got some lamb, got some picanha, and fired up that grill. Yeah, so I uh first time ever cooking up lamb chops on the grill. So that was fun. Um like went all in and made a seasoning paste with the food processor and got them all kind of rubbed down and marinating for a few hours before throwing them on the grill and picanha is just like the like the traditional Brazilian prime cut of beef. It's got like this it's nice tender meat. It's got like this nice fat cap on top that you leave on. And if you score it the right way, the fat kind of drains into the meat as it's cooking. So it makes it even juicier and like more tender and delicious. So that was fun. Grilling that like all it. up. It was it was a good time. Um and then uh for the most part yesterday just relaxed, watched some uh some of that NXT in your house pay-per-view. It was a pretty good one. Uh, no, we it were, was good. We were messaging back and forth a lot during that one. Where I'm sure there was a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of old references that I could tell were not for me. 
as a more recent wrestling fan, but I'm sure you appreciated them as well. As uh, they were them. most of them were before me. Oh be damn! Yeah, yeah, most of them were were very old. I was just like, they're doing a lot of things here I do not get, but I'll let them do it. It was still yep. enjoyable. They had that live music at the beginning, which was uh, interesting. Awful. Interesting. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't even recognize the song until it hit the chorus. I was like, what? what is this? Yeah. Well, the, the one thing that kind of bothered me is Code Orange. I think I've shown you the takeover where they performed Aleister Black's music oh, live. Right. And it was yeah. awful. But it was just like off. Um, I, I, this going back to something we've kind of talked about, it's like, it's going to be hard to want to go back to live shows, um, after all this is over. And I think we really showed that a live show requires a crowd. Yeah. I mean, you had your, you know, their stand in crowd, but kind of a, a different feel for that. Yeah. Stand in crowd didn't seem like they cared though. No, no. They I did. Really. I did have a new food item and it actually, I just had it today. Oh boy. Uh, uh, so, if you haven't heard the sad news, KFC has removed potato wedges from their menu. I have not heard this. This is upsetting. Because when I saw your entry here, I was like, uh, K- K- potato wedges. You mean potato wedges? No. No. Uh, potato wedges are gone. And in potato wedges' place are these fries that they season with the 11 herbs and spices that they make with the chicken. Um... They're good enough that I don't miss potato wedges. Really? Yeah, like I was very surprised. Thin fries or? Um, they're thicker cut fries. Okay. I would say like a Burger King cut thickness. Right. But the seasoning's much better. Interesting. I I'm very curious. I have like heard dick about this, but well, they look pretty good. Yeah, and they were, they were, they were indeed. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Let's uh. No, we we once again do have a real topic. We do, we do, and we are talking today about actors pulling double duty, uh, or playing multiple roles in one movie. And we got to talking about this, and then we also kind of changed up what we meant when we were, when we were really thinking about this. Yeah. Uh, to also include actors that had to portray a different character than who they were in the movie. Right. Um, I think the first one, uh, the first one, the you, first you one was the source of that argument. Yes. And it, it literally was the entire reason we had the argument. Yep. <laughs> um, I'll let you go ahead and talk about it. Cause you're a much bigger fan of this actor than oh, I am. Oh boy. Of course. Yes. So, uh, the first one we'll discuss is a uh, face off. Um, that is the 1997, action film directed by our boy John Woo, which I'm pretty sure we've mentioned, director of Mission Impossible 2. Um, starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, and all of you know, my deep, deep love for that man. So, real quick rundown is that Travolta plays an FBI agent, and Cage is a terrorist throughout many uh ridiculous events and science they end up swapping places in that suddenly cage is travolta cage is travolta and travolta is cage 
So that's the one where Ben at first didn't quite agree, but we discussed this was worth it because they were able to both portray the other character as their character portraying the other character. It was the, <laughs> I mean, granted, Traffic Thunder is not on this list, but it was the prototypical, right. I'm a dude playing another dude who's disguised as another dude. Um, <laughs> but in this, they actually took their face, put it on the other one's body, and then did all the kind of body sculpting to make that make sense for everybody. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's an interesting little movie to watch. Uh, I don't think it's ever, I don't think it won any awards. I don't think it should have won any awards, but it's definitely interesting, <laughs> especially seeing these two actors in the same movie. Yeah, it's I a don't, really odd couple combo that worked. I don't know if they ever, did they ever team up again in anything you can uh, think of? I'll never say never. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but Travolta and Cage were a really weird duo, and it was really interesting to watch Travolta's caging out um, moments and, and then also Nick Cage just trying to be act like Travolta. That was, it's just, it was a movie I'd only watched like maybe like two years ago at most. I, I totally That's like, it? yeah, yeah, I okay. totally missed this one when it was a thing. I was too young and then I just never got to it because um, it was 97, so I was in first grade also another good reason to discuss those movies in the year 1997 the florida marlins won the world series you son of a bitch you've done so fucking good for so fucking long i looked at the year and i was like i'm gonna have to do it to all, it suddenly it makes sense why you wanted this fucking that's movie why i argued here. so heavily oh this is a God. fantastic movie i do have it on laserdisc and I will probably watch it again soon because I really enjoyed it. Once this was the definition defined to me by Andy of uh, the first movie that came to my mind uh, under this new definition uh, were actually the Harry Potter movies. And so, yeah. do why you say yeah? Oh no, no, I was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I kind of forgot about that being a thing. Until, yes. until we had this conversation. Yes. Um, but we're sitting there talking. You have so many inst- instances in the Harry Potter franchise where a polyjuice potion is used, so you'll have actors having to portray other actors. I think the performance that was the greatest was Helena Bonham Carter, who played Bellatrix Lestrange. Yes. Playing Bellatrix, uh, playing Hermione Granger, pretending to be Bellatrix Lestrange. And it was just perfect. I mean, it was just hilarious to watch. It was awesome. But you do have earlier uh, where you have um, Harry and Ron pretending to be Crab and Goyle, which there wasn't anything spectacular about that form. Just Elena Bonham Carter actually. I'm a big fan she, of her work. I actually watched Sweeney yeah. Todd yesterday. Oh boy, that's a good one. That that's my all-time favorite Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, yeah, it's the only one I can watch now. With you know, we could probably movie. convince your wife to be on an episode if we did a Depp cast. We wouldn't get a word in edgewise though. So. Oh, I know, but I'm not just talking about pirates the whole time. Well, then <laughs> just be prepared because she doesn't have to talk about just pirates the whole time. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> so uh, you'll have to explain because you put two on this. Uh, you put three on this list that I haven't seen before, so I'm gonna have to. Yeah, and, and some I just I happen to stumble upon these um, randomly, like you know, as we're having this conversation. Uh, part of my argument was finding if Face Off was on a list anywhere of this category and i happen to find some movies that i had never heard of but had come out recently um so one of those being enemy um which is a film that came out in 2013 it is a psychological thriller director is dennis villain villanueva which everybody has heard of him at this point with blade runner arrival he's going to be doing dune he did prisoners in 2013 he did the first sicario movie so Pretty well-known guy. This was kind of before his jump into U.S. filmmaking. So it's this weird kind of indie Canadian movie that just so happened to, for some reason, star Jake Gyllenhaal in 2013. Why not? I guess he just wanted to do it. So the whole premise of this movie is actually definitely worth a watch. So Jake Gyllenhaal plays Adam Bell, who he is a college history professor. You can tell he's kind of a worn-down guy. Just kind of going day by day, teaching his class. He's got his girlfriend. Just nothing really, really exciting there. And uh, just randomly, one day he's in the teacher's lounge. One of the other teachers kind of recommends to him uh, a movie. And he's like, oh, I think you'd like this movie. And he's like, okay, whatever. He goes and rents the movie. And when he's watching it, he notices an actor who looks just like him. Not just... Hey, that guy kind of looks at me, looks like me, like it's an exact copy. Was he watching Brokeback Mountain? No, no, he was watching Where There's a Will, There's a Way. Um, and he like you know sees himself as this actor playing a bellhop, and he's like, what the heck is going on? So he goes on the Google and identifies this actor as somebody named Anthony St. Clair. Um, and who's has like a stage name so he goes through all this crazy stuff to research and and find like where is this guy he like finds other movies he's been on and he's like this is crazy he eventually reaches out to him and they actually like confront each other and like meet up in person and are just kind of standing in front of each other just both very very confused but it's it's got a really really weird um without spoiling it because i'm sure somebody wants to watch it it's got an interesting ending are they the same person and he's bipolar no that's not it i i would um would bet you like any amount of money that you cannot guess the ending of this movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, spoiler warning, because Andy's about to tell me the ending of this fucking movie. If you okay. Don't hear it. Yeah, if you don't want to hear it, I'd say just keep skipping forward for a bit. So I'm yeah. gonna try to. I'm gonna give you a quick rundown. I will. Just give I'm me. I'm gonna the give clip. you the rundown. Okay. So how do they basically are they cloned? What credits? What? Oh right! Thank you for saving my time. Even that still took too so, long. If you're still if you're still with us, we're just gonna move on to our next fucking movie because that I'll was. I'll tell you awful. how angry Lana was when I recapped that to her. 
I'm furious. I think you need to cut all of that out of this episode because that was a waste of everybody's fun. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it was God, it was, that was, it was that's good bad. stuff. That's yeah. fucking awful. That's fucking awful. <laughs> I love how angry it makes everybody. Oh god. Oh, all right, yeah. nice Shamalan. <laughs> right? Oh boy. But let's go to a let's go to a better film. And better example of our topic today. Good old Back to the Future too. You know, I didn't realize this until uh, we went to searching for this topic, but it makes perfect yeah. sense now. Young Ben did not catch on the fact that good old Michael J. Fox. Was no, I totally didn't playing. realize that until many yeah. years later. Yeah. Basically playing all of his relatives. He, of course, plays Marty McFly. He plays older Marty McFly. He plays Daddy McFly. He plays his future self's son. And he also plays like his, is it his daughter or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but either way, I didn't realize the daughter was played by him because they made the daughter look really attractive. And it's just Michael J. Fox with makeup and drag. <laughs> so maybe it's yeah. Maybelline. I don't know. but Maybe. There were several actors in the, the franchise uh, that had to do this as well. But for the most part, they were just playing a younger or an older version of themselves. Unlike Michael J., who, on top of playing younger and older, was playing son, playing daughter, playing father. He was bouncing all over the place. Right. So that, it's a good movie to go back and watch. And oh, definitely a good one to go back to. That the DeLorean is a car that people know about. Yep. I'd say going back to one and two is definitely a good thing to do, especially after you haven't seen them since you were like a kid or something. Cause that's the last time I watched those up until pretty recently. Yeah. Just stay away from three. No, one and two. That's it. Yep. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> um, another one that, that I kind of forgot about, but when we started looking at it, I was like, Oh yeah. Was, um, cloud Alice. I've so, never seen it. <laughs> okay, so it's a it's not a Ben movie. Um, but it it is like a it is described as an epic sci-fi film, um, both written and directed by the Wachowskis who brought you The Matrix and uh Tom Tyke Tyke Um this is like a German film director. He did run Lola Run, so that's probably the one most people have heard about. But um so the film like basically is kind of centered around this this group of characters and you end up watching them live out multiple kind of different periods of time and different lifetimes almost in a way um so one of the main it's like six short stories and and kind of all the actors are in like separate but somehow connected roles um so Tom Hanks plays like six different characters kind of throughout the whole thing. Um, so it's pretty cool. You also got Holly Berry in there, uh, plays different characters as well uh, throughout the film. So definitely one worth checking out, I'd say, if you're kind of into into that kind of epic sci-fi. Um, Basically, if you're a very long movie, but... If you're willing to sit there and actually pay attention to the movie and not ask, well, why? 
it might yeah, be. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. So, Mom, like, whenever you listen to this, this movie is not for you. <laughs> Don't watch it. We got Tom Hanks and Halle Berry and Jim Sturgis and Hugh Grant, like, all playing, you know, six different roles or so. Um, and each one, kind of each one of them ends up being main character at some point throughout. So it's a cool one. Definitely give it a, give it a watch. Why don't you um, go ahead and talk to us about this last one you have on the list? Yeah, there's another, Eisenberg. another weird one I, I stumbled upon when, when doing research for this and then, um, ended up watching and it's called The Double. It came out in 2013. It is a British black comedy film um, um direct... define that yeah oh black like comedy dark is just dark humor? comedy yeah it's just dark okay. humor Let's yeah, say yeah. dark humor then <laughs> it is a dark humor film uh so it actually was written and directed by richard aode so if you've seen it crowd um moss okay. from it crowd is the person who wrote and direct this which i learned right now so uh it's actually based on an 1846 novella called the double as well uh basically it's about a man driven to kind of a breakdown when he ends up being usurped by his doppelganger so it is a very interesting film like environmentally the the setting is really weird and like really dreary um Basically, Jesse Eisenberg plays a character who's worked at this office for seven years doing ambiguous work. Um, he is, like, in love or infatuated with this co-worker of his who lives at the apartment opposite of him. And he's kind of, I'll say, like, a little bit creepily obsessed with her. And that's that's kind of the whole first premise of the movie. But then, eventually, you know, I'm not going to spoil this one and talk about giant spiders. But um, with this one, uh, his boss, Jesse Eisenberg's character, kind of announces, hey, there's this new employee started who, bam, is an identical copy of um, Jesse Eisenberg because uh, they are played by the same person. Um, really interesting to see the kind of back and forth and uh, weirdness that happens with this one. It is a... It is a strange, definitely dark humor kind of film. Um, not one I'd recommend to everybody, but it was a definite, very interesting example of like a lesser-known Jesse uh, Jesse Eisenberg movie. If you want to watch something that's better than that, just watch Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my God, we forgot to put that one on the list. Until you started explaining that. Holy crap. I was like, wait a second. This plot sounds real familiar. Well, you know what? That's because we also, we did talk about Sixth Day on this podcast before, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, <laughs> so, Sixth Day. I love that movie. Yes, it's very good. Very similar to what he was talking about in the double. But think in the future, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Adam Gibson, is cloned without his knowing. So basically yes. the whole movie is like him trying to clear his name because they're using the clone to get him in trouble. So that's the whole movie is basically him clearing his name. But ends awesome when clone Schwarzenegger and real Schwarzenegger <laughs> become the greatest tag team known to man. Oh, God. That and movie also features 
Terry Crews. Uh, heavy, uh, yeah, Terry Crews, and a heavy bet on the future of the XFL, which... Yes, Ouch. yes, it does. <laughs> uh, it was actually Terry Crews' acting debut. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just going to read this. So you got Schwarzenegger, Michael Rapaport, Michael Rooker, yep. uh, Terry Crews, Robert Duvall, all in this film. So wow. yeah, it hits all it hits all the marks. Yeah, and the the villain is a uh, very. They the one thing I really liked about the film is one they did a lot of pretty good jobs at predicting technology, like from for when it was made to when they said it was. A lot of the things you're like those are things that are kind of new now. Um, the only thing that the thing that just cracked me up about it is they were like you know they had all these things and I was like okay yeah you're hitting it you're hitting it you're hitting it. And then they're like, yeah, but all guns are are energy weapons. They're all plasma rifles. Not yet. Not yet, but if I know I anything like your about enthusiasm. America, if I know we'll anything about America, we'll get there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but now to the two movies that brought the subject to my mind, and yes. this was my definition of actors <laughs> playing multiple characters. In the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, it was very popular for a lead actor to get a bigger piece of the pie. He would just come up with these movie concepts that allowed <laughs> him to play multiple characters. Gotta Enter, get that money. Gotta get that money. Enter Nutty Professor. But <laughs> Murphy I was like, got, I got you, dude, fam. Dude, dude I yeah. before he did Nutty Professor, he did Coming to America, where he did this too. Oh, he did. You're right. Oh my god. Uh, it's crazy. We do an outline and then suddenly as we're talking, yeah. new stuff starts popping up. Uh but yeah, no, I just completely I completely blanked till just now. He did god, this yeah, in Coming to America him. too. You're right. So Eddie Murphy, the pioneer of an actor playing multiple roles apparently. Um Nutty Professor was the one that came to mind first. You had him playing, of course, uh Dr. Clump, his alter ego buddy, his dad. His mom, his uncle, or just Eddie Murphy in a fat suit. Yeah. Uh, he proceeded to do this for what? Nutty Professor, Nutty Professor Two, and then didn't he do the Clumps spinoff or something? Yeah, there was also there was also a Clumps spinoff. Yep. So I mean, he really cashed in on this idea, but but because of the success of this, we did get the shitty Pluto Nash movie. Because oh. For some reason. For some reason, box office thought Eddie Murphy could do no wrong, and then I Pluto Nash happened. Not about that movie. It did. Um, oh I, boy. Yeah, I think Nutty Professor just was more noted for him playing all the different roles. Yeah, yeah, that's what because it was. It, like, was it, it did well, and it did well, and it was advertised that way too. Yeah, like they really focused on the advertising, like oh, featuring Eddie Murphy. Featuring Eddie Murphy. Featuring Eddie Murphy. A lot of good lines. Uh, also features a very young Dave Chappelle in a yes, comedy club scene. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I cannot remember the woman that he is chasing after, but no she idea. was very, very popular as well as time went on. I'm blanking on that name. now. I can see her face plain as day. Cannot <laughs> remember her name. Oh, this is going to bother me. Go on and start talking about the next one. Oh, boy. All right. The next one. Also, the 90s. You got 
Austin Powers. Well, I guess we'll start talking about the first movie, International Man of Mystery. Yeah. I think a wonderful, wonderful example of multiple characters. Um, Jada Pickett Smith was the lady. Ah, there you go. There you go. Um, but he did this in all three of the movies, you know, with the first one, he was Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. And, and that bastard. was it. For, was There was no fat bastard in the first one. Yeah, there is. There is? Yeah. I thought that did not come in until number two. Yeah, that didn't come till number two. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. So then the second one, he plays Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, and Fat Bastard. No, 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 no. No? He was in that one, too. He's in the first one? Yes. All right, well, my my internet sources are, are, are failing me, I guess. But... Wait, hold it. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Okay, I got the names mixed up. You're right, you're All right. right. All right. <laughs> you're right, my bad. Completely my bad. That's all right. These, you know, I haven't watched any of these in a while. I don't know how well they hold up. I um, still find them hilarious. Yeah, I think I it's a good hangover movie. Yes, I would say it's not like yeah. if you, uh, you're trying to keep the PC, don't put these movies in. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was funny seeing... I loved the way he portrayed the flamboyancy of the Austin Powers character. Yeah. And then just like this... I don't know how to explain Dr. Evil, but it was perfect yin and yang. Like He was on two opposite oh, ends of the spectrum through the whole <laughs> thing. And then, like we said, it gets even more entertaining in the second one because you get yeah. introduced to fat bastard who is right. Austin powers and, or is Mike Myers in a fat suit playing a Scottish dude who eats babies. Yep. That is, yep. that is the character. Yep. And that's the whole joke is the whole thing is like, <laughs> I want my baby. baby. <laughs> um, just, Oh, tons of stuff like that in there. Uh, that one, the second one also had Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, just one character. Yeah. You know, another also, one I'm surprised. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I realized in the second one, though, something that made, or no, the third one, Gold Member, something yeah. that made me giggle was Vern Troyer playing Mini Me, but instead of being Doctor Evil's Mini Me, when he becomes Austin Powers' Mini Me, mm-hmm. and he has the wig on and dresses up like Austin. Oh God, yes. Oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, that gold member was so good. I it's probably the one I've seen the most. Um just cuz it got I don't know, got popular to send like all my friends were constantly wanting to watch it. I mean all so. all of them all of them had their point, but I mean like the like when we were first talking about this the the two big ones late 90s early 2000s, it was all just like hey, this actor's going to play multiple roles in the yeah. same film. Let's go. Oh yeah. I also just love the third one, I think, because of that um you know, another way this this kind of molds into our my definition of this is that remember in that first beginning of the movie it opens with the self parody 
of the oh, Austin Tom Powers. So it's Tom Cruise, Austin Powers, Gwyneth Paltrow is Dixie, uh, Kevin Spacey is Doctor Evil, and oh, Danny as Mini Me. Kevin Spacey and, is Doctor Evil. Yes. Let's think about how well that aged. It did not age well at all. But you know what's still fantastic is one, Danny DeVito as Mini Me, and then John Travolta as Gold Member. Yep. Yeah. That was the end that John Travolta was gold member. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. wasn't in and then is it the second one where Britney Spears is a robot? I think that is the second he's, one, yeah. He's directing the music video and discovers that Britney Spears is a robot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah. it's it is rumored that there's a fourth film in development. I don't know if or if that's if anyway. it's true. Inject okay. straight to my veins. Apparently, it's it's it has been like in development since 2005, so it's in development hell. Then, uh, inject That's it straight to my veins. Yeah, inject it straight into my veins. It's, so, is is this gonna come out first or the Uncharted movie? <laughs> my money at this point <laughs> would be on this movie coming out before the Uncharted movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, um, speaking you know, of games, you played any? Oh, I have oh. played a game, but I was going to say, there was one film you did not mention from an actor you like quite a bit um, that it seemed like most of the silly list of this uh, topic were focused on this movie coming five. out. No. Legend. Legend. 2015's crime drama starring Tom Hardy playing both Ronnie Cray and Reginald Cray. Oh, okay. It's like a, seen it. It's a crime drama uh, thriller movie, and okay. yeah, he plays two roles. He plays... Um, basically, he plays... So, Ronald Ronnie Cray and Reginald Reggie Cray were identical twins who terrorized London during the 50s and 60s in the crime circuit, so he plays twins basically oh yeah yeah so yeah um but yeah so good bit of movies with that i'm sure there are some we didn't even remember but we kept remembering other ones as we went along so if there are some that you guys really like please comment and let me know because while ben probably won't watch it i'll watch about just about anything i'll watch the one you just said because tom hardy yeah yeah you will yeah, that's your hearty. So how's um, that projector treating you, buddy? Oh man, so except for the the ongoing struggle to get it mounted the way I want, it has been solid. So uh the next step is getting the right anchors to be able to safely put the mount up that I got. But um last night I finally took the time to very painstakingly, because I am still in my boot, um, run the HDMI cable that it needed to go from the receiver to the movie room. So I ended up running that cable through the drop ceiling. That got all set up, and then I basically was at a point of, I could also hook up the Xbox to this sucker and see how that goes. So that was really cool, because one, I tested just how good the Xbox's controller range is, and it's fantastic. Yes, you, can, you can see behind me where the Xbox is, and you know where the movie room is. Yep. Close that door, you can use the Xbox no problem still. There you go. 
which is pretty pretty fucking cool to me yeah you gotta make sure your control is charged of course (laughs) but uh last night i played some hundred inches of madden um that was fun um still yeah fucking midnight i did not realize how late it was i got so deep in on playing games that all of a sudden it was like 12 30 and i'm getting a message from lana from upstairs like hey did you fall asleep down there and i was like oh fuck it's sunday (laughs) and now it's monday so but (laughs) did some of that did some forza really really enjoyed that um movies not movies have been kind of the main thing kind of media i've been consuming here lately um besides wwe but watch two movies that i would definitely recommend that don't follow our topic today but are definitely worth checking out blood machines is a sci-fi opera kind of thing it's like a long trippy music video and pretty cool if you like some electronic music and pretty sci-fi cgi um my other film is like a total opposite is called perfect strangers and it is an italian movie um and basically the premise is you got a whole bunch of friends at dinner and one of them says hey we should play this game where we put all our phones on the table and every single message or you know phone call or anything that comes through on our phone we have to share it with the group and I'm sure we can both imagine doing that with certain groups of people where it would be a disaster. Um, and it and it definitely is pretty interesting to watch. So, pretty cool Italian movie. But, how about you, son? Dude, I have been going super deep on that iRacing still. This 87 Cup cars came out. I got my B-Class license. We're moving up in the world. Season started today as of... So the eighth, so you can guarantee that Andy's editing this week and Ben is iRacing <laughs> all week. You get it. And so that's why we were knocking out recording earlier, early this week because um, you just gotta set up that racing rig and never take it down. Correct. Set it up and it'll be up for two weeks and we'll cross these bridges again in a little while. Oh yeah. The um. Ooh, that's creepy. Hmm. Um, I got a Google survey right now that asked me, have you searched any of these terms recently? And the first one on there was Nutty Professor. Ha! <laughs> yeah. So, so Google's watching. It um, really is. But yeah, I've, I've been playing that. And then I gave uh, Minecraft Dungeons a little chance, which is a cute little hack and slash that uh, Xbox released on Game Pass that you can play four-player co-op on the same couch. Very simple concept. Uh, mm-hmm. Something I would recommend if you've got friends over that aren't the most video game illiterate. Okay. Or if you're just looking for something to sit back and really chill playing. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this because it, it looked like a pretty good like layback and kind of just slash the way it should and still feel like you're making progress kind of game. Yeah, that's about all it is. That's awesome. I I definitely want to try that one out because... The only complaint I have... Fun. The only complaint I have right now is they don't have cross-play work. Oh, that's a bummer, because it is on, like, everything. Yes, it is on everything. It just does apparently doesn't have cross-play yet. 
Okay, um, okay. So it's, so it's a strong, the, yeah. At least. Yeah. But my big okay. thing with anything Xbox releases like that, like I play Minecraft, I'll play with my buddies that play on Xbox, but I'm always playing on my PC. Right. It it seemed like one I would really just want to jump between PC and Xbox, honestly, because um, I could see that being fun on the projector. Um, so I I think I will I will try to I'll try to check that out hopefully this week or so. Right. All right, man. Well, I hope you enjoy that when you do. And if you're trying it out on PC or Xbox, let me know. I've downloaded it on both. Awesome. That I can play it on both. But for now, I think we've hit the end of our time. We've hit the end of our subject. I think so. But we hope you enjoyed it and hope to hear from you soon. Hope everybody is staying safe and just take care of yourselves. Indeed. And until we talk again, y'all stay. Like he said, stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy. Anything else you can think of. I don't think we'll release an episode before, but happy Father's Day for all those fathers out there. If we don't release before. Yep. Y'all take it easy. See you guys.